Welcome to Coffee and Converse. I'm Diane and this is a show for lifestyle entrepreneurs, those people building a business to support their life instead of living to build a business. If this is you, stick around for strategies on doing business more efficiently with more ease and in a way that feels oh so good to you. Hey, hey, we are carrying on with our planning theme for October. And today I want to talk about one of the main reasons that people don't like to dive deep into planning. And it's a reason that they also don't like to talk about. And that is fear. Now, that's understandable because there's all sorts of things in planning that might trigger some of the fears that you have. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the main ones and then we're going to look at how we can counteract them. So the first one is a fear of failure. And this ties into that age-old problem we have as small business owners where our business and ourselves are so connected. And so we fear that if we set this ambitious goal for our business and we don't meet it, that says something about us. And so we don't want to set these ambitious goals and think about how we might achieve them. It's easier to say, well, I could probably do 10% more than last year and feel relatively safe that you could probably hit that. And even if you didn't, it's probably a small enough margin of error that you could point at external forces. So it really helps us to protect ourselves from that idea that we might fail at something. The second fear is our fear of being wrong. I do not like to be wrong. However, in the planning process, the sheer number of assumptions and decisions that you need to make increases the likelihood that one of them will be wrong. But what happens in response to this fear is that we get into analysis paralysis because we keep trying to make sure that every single decision is right, even when that's impossible. The third one is fear of the unknown. Uncertainty and lack of control of the external forces on our business leads us to feel overwhelmed when we start to think about what could we do with our business. It's much easier to ostrich and put our head in the sand and just be like, well, I can't control anything anyway, so what's the point of me trying to make a deeper plan? Now, This is such a key one that I'm going to do a whole episode on how we deal with uncertainty in planning, but I wanted to flag it here because it is a real fear that I see around planning. Next up is fear of commitments. Raise your hands or my fellow commitment phobes, right? One of my primary rules for my business is that I don't want to have to be in a specific location at a specific time on a specific day, right? I like to know that at any moment I can get on an airplane to somewhere else, even if I haven't in months. And similarly, entrepreneurs have a real fear of commitment in committing to a business model, in committing to an offer. We like to feel that freedom, that ability to pivot on a moment's notice, to have a new idea and change everything and chase after that idea. And so this idea of sitting down and actually planning and documenting what we're going to do can really feel like a cage to us. And finally, I see a fear of change crop up around planning. And this usually shows up when we do some deeper work on planning and we realize that something in the business isn't working and something needs to be tweaked or changed. Maybe it's a small change. Maybe it's a dramatic change. Maybe it's a change in the team or a system. All of these can raise all of those fear of change red flags. So we've got all of this fear swimming around us as we start to talk about planning. And obviously, I can't just leave those sitting out there to concern you and worry you and put you off planning. So let's think about what we could do for each of these fears so that we can go into this planning process for 2024 
in that more strategic way, in a more defined and impactful way. So let's go from the beginning. So our fear of failure leads us to not set ambitious goals. We need to change the way that we think about goals for our small businesses. Okay, big businesses get very into annual goals because they have investors, they have the market watching and determining their share price based on how much profit or loss or revenue they're making. But in a small business, we don't have that space. So what I encourage you to think of is, what is my big goal? And what would I like to have achieved by the end of this year towards that big goal? And then you can start to build that 90-day mile markers on that journey. And what this does is it allows you to look at the next success that you're chasing, so that first mile marker, instead of focused on this huge goal that we might fail at. That huge goal can be like down the track. What's our next success marker? What's the next thing that's going to tell us that we're on track? So it's really thinking about, yes, I have this really big goal, but then breaking it down into something that feels manageable and achievable and exciting. Okay, next up, we had the fear of being wrong. And this one might be the easiest one to counteract. I want you to create buffers in your plan. And what that means is money buffers. So put some money aside for a rainy day. So if something doesn't happen, your costs are covered. Put some money away for people who might ask you for refunds. Put some money away for investment that you might not be aware of that's coming up, right? So you can reserve some of your cash to create a buffer against you having made a mistake in the plan so that you've got cash reserves to pull on. On the other side, I want you to create time buffers. I want you to be realistic about what you can achieve in what time frame. Short term, we think we can do so much more. And long term, we think everything's going to take forever. So instead, I want you to think about what is that big goal? It's exciting. We want to achieve it. We'll probably get there quicker. But short term, I want you to be building in buffers because people on your team could get sick. Clients don't deliver things when they're supposed to deliver. Something that you're doing with tech takes longer than you're expecting and probably costs more. So lucky you've got those reserves. Okay, next we have the fear of the unknown, right? We're going to do a whole episode on this, but I want you to think about it in two different ways. Where we're counteracting uncertainty We want to be proactive. What that means is we think about contingency planning. So we think about the uncertainty and what could happen with that uncertainty and we plan for it. And you want to document and learn, right? So you want to document what you believed would happen in the plan so that when you review the plan, you can see where you hadn't thought of something so that next time, hopefully you can plan for it or you can create a reserve or a buffer for it. But we'll talk more about this one next week. Next up, we had our fear of commitment, right? Our 90-day plan is the perfect cure for a fear of commitment. It's long enough for us to make good progress towards that big goal that we have and feel successful. And it's short enough that we can cope with being committed to what we said. Very little in small business is permanent. And that 90 days kind of reinforces that for us the whole time. Because as entrepreneurs, we do not like to be caged. And then finally, we had the fear of change. The easiest thing to do in the face of a fear of change is to gather data. What will that change look like? What will that change require us to do? Are we making the right change? What does the data tell us? If the data tells us that we need to make that change, it's much easier to make that change than to make a change that is like, I sort of feel this might be the right way to go. So if you've got a fear of change, whether that's your business model, your team, your offers, Start gathering data now. 
And finally, for all of them, what is really going to help you is to get support, to get input from experts that you trust, from your team as you're building the plan, and even from your peers. Even if they don't have advice for you, they can empathize with what you're going through because they're going through it as well. I think a lot of the times we think of planning as this isolated process that we as a CEO need to do and we need to go lock ourselves in a room on our own. Planning is a really collaborative process. You need those sounding boards. You need that brainstorm. You need that input in order to create the best plan possible. So if you've been afraid to dive deep into planning, I want to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone. I want you to think about which of those fears that I mentioned, was it failure, being wrong, uncertainty, commitment, or change, is maybe holding you back. And then do the thing that's going to counteract it. Set those quarterly success markers, build up some buffers, set a 90-day plan, gather the data that you need, get some support, and make any kind of contingency plan that you need. Building a plan is key to your business. The fear is normal, but the only way through it is to do the planning, is to do it that first time at a deeper level and you'll see where you can grow, where you need to learn how to do it. You didn't know how to grow on social media when you started and if you haven't ever done a deep dive into planning, you're not expected to get it perfect the first time. But I so encourage you to at least try because your business and your confidence will thank you. enjoyed this episode don't forget to follow the podcast and leave us a review